You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Yoga Magic, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard, bringing tons of spirituality, self-care, and hopefully just feel-good ideas to you, practices that you can try out right away. I am literally running out the door, (laughs) pulling back the curtain a little on podcasting. Sometimes I'm like, oh crap, I haven't done an intro for this episode and real life, right? So if you hear like dishes in the background or doors slamming... It's just real life. This is this is a show that happens every week. I can't miss, friends. I would never let you down like that. So sometimes it's where a little last minute. <laughs> I am sitting down today with intuitive human design expert and podcast host of The Current, Nadia Last. So we'd set up our conversation to talk about soul contracts and you know what those are, how we can understand what purpose we have in this life. And I ended up learning so many new and cool things from Nadia. I was I was really blown away. And you can hear me you know, in this episode, like open mouth processing. <laughs> we talk about understanding your own personal intuitive gifts, you know, what those sound, feel, experience like. We talk about soul contracts and how you can better understand what you came here to do. And most importantly, we talked about how human design can show you your personal gifts. So Nadia kindly walked me through some of mine. And you'll hear me sort of again processing this through. It was just really cool. I've never thought of human design or heard anyone read it for me in this way. So I was really grateful for our conversation. Thanks to Nadia for being on the show. Make sure to check out her podcast, The Current, where she talks about a lot of human design ideas. You can also learn more about her at www.nadialast.com. And if you're interested in learning more about human design, she's launching a human design training coming up. So be sure to check that out. And a quick shout out and thank you to our show sponsor, Minneapolis Integrative Medicine Clinic, for partnering together to make this show happen. A thank you to all of you for tuning in every week, sharing these episodes with your friends. Seriously, you're the ones that are making this grow. And I'm just so, so thankful. I'd love to connect with you all on on Instagram. You can follow me at ashley.sondergaard or at the Yoga Magic Podcast. So at Yoga Magic Podcast. All right, I'm heading out the door. (laughs) This is real life. Let's get this awesome conversation with Nadia last. Welcome, Nadia. I'm just so pumped to chat with you today. We are talking human design. We're talking soul contracts. We're already already bonding over our... (laughs) our human design charts. (laughs) Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your genuine warmth and curiosity. It's so lovely to be in your energy, Ashley. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. So you said you're a projector. Is that what you said? I am a projector, which I guess is by way of introduction. I'm a four, six splenic projector, which 
for anybody who doesn't know human design, that sounds like a string of gibberish. What that <laughs> effectively means is that I'm a very intuitive being. I move with my intuition. I allow my intuition to guide me every moment. And I do that in my coaching work and my one-on-one sessions. Um, I'm also a four, six, which means that I love coziness. I love to connect with people Mm -hmm. in really intimate ways. And you can probably already feel that from me and being a projector means I deeply see into other people. And so it's interesting for me to be on the receiving end of being asked questions because I'm usually asking the questions. So thank you for this breath of fresh air. Um, but I'm basically as a projector, it tells me that the role that I'm here to play in society, in community, in, in relationship with other humans, and that's to help guide other people, not to do all the doing myself, right. but to have people come to me and say, what do you see here? So that's been like a huge seismic shift in how I measure my self-worth, um, not asking myself at the end of the day, how much have I done today, but how well have I seen others today? Mm. Wow. That's actually, I'm just thinking every human design reader or interpreter, however you want to look at it has that I've worked with has been a projector. Do you find that that's common? Oh my God. I think that most of the loudest voices in this teeny tiny human design sphere, which becomes an echo chamber when you start to follow them on social media, they're all projectors. And it's interesting, Ashley, because as you're a generator, your signature is not the same as a projector, meaning when you know that you're in alignment in your life, you will feel different than a projector. And so with projectors kind of crowding the space and speaking about human design, they color it through the lens of success. You'll find ease. Mm. And that's correct for projectors because we don't have that much energy. But for you as a generator, when you're in alignment, and I can feel that you're very much so in alignment with your work, you'll feel satisfaction. It's not ease. You kind of like to roll up your sleeves and work hard when you're really motivated and excited, but it will feel like this deep satisfaction when you go to bed at night, like, ah, that felt good to work on today. That's exactly it. It's that like going to sleep, just like physically exhausted from joy. Like you just feel like you did all these fun things. And oh my gosh, I love that. So, okay. So you're a projector. What, what is your astrological chart? Like what are your big three? So I'm an Aries sun and mm. I'm born in a couple months. Uh, I'm about to cel- celebrate my exit from my Saturn return. I'm about to be 30. Yes, queen. Feels like <laughs> this huge, I mean, I feel like the universe is just pressing in on me, fitting in all the lessons before I exit at 30. And I am a Virgo moon and Virgo rising. So I have mm. a lot of analytical earthy organizational energy to balance out my fiery sun. Oh, my daughter's an Aries. My eldest is as well. And I just, I like love that she's an Aries. I think that's so fun to be around and like, what a nice balance having Virgo all over as well. Cool. That works well. Yeah. You said you work with intuition, obviously quite a bit. What does intuition show up as for you? Is it like, do you feel it? Do you hear it? Maybe you're all of the things, all of the clairs. How does it show up? Oh my God. Well, I feel like what wants to be shared is that I had no idea what intuition was even like four years ago. And I was seeing a body healer at the time. And I remember her asking me, like, do you know that you have intuition? And I was like, I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know, basically asking what you're asking now. And she, she asked me to close my eyes and she's like, I'm going to ask you a few questions and I don't want you to think, I want you to feel with your body. 
And I was like, okay. And she's like, is your name Juan? And I started laughing. Mom. I was like, no, my name isn't Juan. She's like, no, I want your thinking right now. I want you to feel in your body. And she asked me again, she's like, is your name Juan? And I felt this tingling, like, no. And it was, it's such a silly example, but it opened me up. She's like, now I want you to go into the grocery store and pick up two pieces of fruit and kind of feel in your body. Like, what are you being drawn toward? Mm -hmm. And she's like, start with subtle things. And basically how it feels for me and my body is this, like, it, it wasn't there a moment before, but it's kind of like a nudge in my side. That's like, call this person right now. And I'll call them up and they're like, Nadia, it's so weird. I was just thinking of you, or I had a dream about you last night. And it starts to be this sort of magical game with the universe where you start to get these kind of like hits or nudges about things. Um, So that's how it shows up for me. And interestingly, you know, you're talking about the different clairs, which are basically the different intuitive or psychic senses. So there's Mm -hmm. clairaudience being able to hear, there's clairvoyance being able to see. I feel that my strongest sense is Claire sentience, which is the ability to feel. Mm -hmm. And so when I show up in a session with someone, I'm kind of like a blank canvas and I'll feel like this deep sadness and they're talking kind of about their day, high level things. And I'll just drop in and say, I just wanted to name that I'm feeling a little bit of sadness. And then that sadness will speak to me. And it's like, and I feel a bit of masculinity around it and it feels very rigid. And the person will start tearing up and they're like, yeah, this is the anniversary of my dad's passing actually Mm. this week. So that's been just like this very, I don't actually talk about it very much because I don't feel like I want it to be a a formal part of my offering. I still feel like I'm really grateful to receive it whenever it comes through, but that's what I've been opening myself up to is just trusting what comes through. Mm. I'm in agreement with that, that like sometimes that's like a bonus to working together with healers as all, you know, they'll offer that in just, it's just who they are. And sometimes people don't always understand, you know, or, or are are conditioned in a way that they would judge something like that, but it's, it's such a gift. And I feel like over time, you know, the more that we get to do this work and we get to talk about this stuff, it starts to get stronger. (laughs) And yes. And I was just trying to explain this intuition to somebody yesterday that it's just, it's very neutral, right? It's just like, here's the information. And you, like you said, to call your friend, you do have to listen to it or feel it or take action. You know, you, if you want to follow that and you want to connect closer, there's something that needs to happen, at least in my opinion, whether it's sharing it or like, I've been jotting stuff down. Do you find that like, I call them pings or like intuitive hits that you, do they come in so frequently that you can pursue them all? Or do you just kind of, are you starting to learning to balance it all out? It's such, such a good question, Ashley. And it can be frustrating when you're starting to open yourself up to mm-hmm. getting these pangs. Cause you're like, how the hell am I supposed to do all of these? Like I, try, I tried to keep post-it notes for a while. What I've felt into is that time is a total construct. So time is not linear. And I've really learned to trust, like when I receive an idea that comes through and it kind of feels like it pops out of thin air, people can't see my hands, but I'm like pulling out of the air. Um, I've learned to trust it as a seed that's planted. And so the universe is giving me a seed. I meant to kind of like nurture that seed, water it every day, but I can't control when that seed is going to sprout. And so I have some ideas, like, I know that I'm here to write a book when that's going to happen might be like 
two decades from now, but it's a seed that's planted in my life. And so I'm really trying to work with, if I get a ping about something like I did about starting my own podcast, it took me two years to start it. But I like, I started to trust the pings got louder and louder and louder. And I feel like if it's meant for you, it's going to keep poking you in the side until you listen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Does that, has that been your experience? Oh, 100. And my, you know, I like, maybe it was it three years ago. I said to my partner, I really want to like, he's like, what do you want to do? You know, that like age old question. I want to, I want to teach people how to take care of themselves. I want to show them what's possible. And I don't know, like, how does, how would, how do you do that? Right. I, there's, I always felt like, you know, coaching is such a like, in theory, theoretically oversaturated space. And yet I was like, I, this is what I want to do. And here we are right? <laughs> This is like yes. three years later talking about it and coaching people. And you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't really let up. It doesn't go away, you know? And so when we, when we can just make it like a little bit easier, listen to those, um, yeah, we can get a head start. I feel like you and I could just talk days about intuition, but I, I want to talk today about soul contracts because that's something that I'm really intrigued about. And I understand it from the lens of astrology and the nodes and some of the purposes that, you know, the things that we are here to do, but I don't necessarily grasp it from human design. And I think you're going to be able to explain this really well. So what is a soul contract? Oh my God. Well, it's actually related to what we were just talking about. Okay. Feeling <laughs> this nudge, like this, this feeling that you're supposed to help people. And what you said just now is part of your soul contract, Ashley, because I felt your voice, the clarity of your voice. Like I want to teach people what's possible. And I want to teach people how to take care of themselves. How to get into that is going to be a lifelong journey. Like right. the container of that right now for you is coaching and teaching yoga and this podcast and building this platform, but it's going to take infinite forms as you learn to really work with your gifts. But to back up a little bit, soul contracts, I feel like it's the buzzy term in the wellness and spirituality spaces right now. And I went into my meditation practice this morning and I asked my guides, like, tell me what this is, because it's such like an amorphous thing. And I really want to concretize it for people who are curious. And basically the answer that I got is that it's less of a contract, which makes it seem like you're going to do this, 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 and this. And it's more of this general outline for the lessons that you're here to learn in your life. And the things that you're here to do, the possibilities for your life that you signed up for when you came into this vessel. So that sounds very esoteric. And I kind of want to back up to contextualize it. So you and I are souls. Everyone listening right now to this is a soul meaning that we come from the source energy and you and I have lived countless lifetimes prior to this one. And basically as a soul, I think of it like a video game. We come into earth and we choose our video game character. You chose Ashley, you chose all the gifts that you have. You chose growing up in, in the Midwest. If that's where you were born, you chose exactly what you needed, like the sword and the shield for your unique mission. And your soul contract is basically all the different levels that you sign up to play in this lifetime. We all start at different starting places because our souls are at different stages of karmic evolution or spiritual growth. Are you following me? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope I so don't look like, <laughs> like I'm zoning out. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you feel it. And so basically like we have this choice and, and at some level we have a soul within us always. So we have our human bodies, you know, Nadia and Ashley, 
but the soul, and I'm pointing in human design, it's actually right in our chest. Mm. We can feel this higher version of ourselves that remembers why we chose this life, what we're here to do, what we're here to learn, why it's going to be so difficult uniquely for each of us because difficulties creates growth. And we can access that higher self anytime. It's just if we can get quiet and still enough to listen. And so one of the first access points that I had to connecting with my soul, I um, was doing a course at the time and I did an eye gazing ceremony. So they basically Mm -hmm. instructed us to look at our eyes in a mirror for 11 minutes without breaking eye contact. And I remember rolling my eyes like, what the hell? This is so weird. But I started doing it. And in the first few minutes, I just saw like my perceived physical flaws. You know, my nose is too big or, you know, my hair is out of place. But then when I really settled into it, when I looked into my eyes, I saw this being that I had never seen there before, like this wisdom, like it's really wild. I don't usually talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's like I saw the capacity for my life. And I feel like you hear that your eyes are a window into your soul. Mm -hmm. I saw this haircut that I have now that I didn't a few years ago. I saw like myself getting older and having kids. Like it was so wild, Ashley. And so once you see your soul, you can't unsee it. And you, as you go about your life and you get frustrated with your kids or annoyed at my, I have two dogs, you're in your smaller self, your human self, but you can always center yourself and come back to your soul. And that's likely what you're doing whenever you're in a yoga practice It's like, mm-hmm. let's come back to the higher self, the wisdom, the soul. So this is a long-winded way of saying that our soul knows, and yet our human self chooses to forget because it wouldn't be a test if you knew the answers. So we're going through life. We know at some level that there's a purpose for why we're here. And that's why we're obsessed with purpose. The wellness industry is obsessed with what's your purpose, find your purpose, da, da, da. Your purpose is more of an embodiment of who you're here to be. And human design can get very specific about the gifts that you're meant to lean into in order to embody that. Mm. And when I found human design, I was still working in my corporate job. I worked in product marketing for many years and it felt really empty for me. And when I found human design, I saw unequivocally that I'm here to help people, that I'm obsessed with growth and self-development. That's the gate that I was born under, the Aries energy that I'm born under. I saw that I have a defined throat and my life path is that I'm here to describe everything that happens in my world. And that's what gave me the courage to start my podcast. And I'm now going back to school to become a psychotherapist. I'm in grad school right now, Mm -hmm. but everything was so clearly lined out in my, in my chart. So that's why I think somewhere, somehow we were gifted the tools of astrology and human design and yoga, because it just brings us back into remembrance of where we come from and who we are. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm like seeing the faces of, of people that I get to work with. And I'm sure you see this too, that that first time they, they hear their human design or they see their birth chart. They're just like, Oh, that's like, there's so much validation and so much permission when you see it. And I, this is interesting is like this gazing soul gazing is, is another way to, to see ourselves and to get there. It's what's coming to mind. And, you know, as I'm thinking about this is that, you know, it's a bumpy road 
like you said, like we might see the soul contract, like we might see what's on the path. And yet that doesn't make it happen any quicker or doesn't give us, you know, the, the tools to actually go and accomplish those goals or those visions that we have. How, what is that, that next step? Like, is it intuition development or maybe you can speak to parts of the, of the birth or rather the human design chart that you're looking to, to see like, okay, what do I do now? Like, what are these gifts and how do I use them? Totally. Yes. I think that first of all, what you're talking about where it's like, I I don't have necessarily the tools. I actually feel like we have everything within us Mm -hmm. to achieve what we're here to do. And so part of reconciling your soul path versus another's is if you're really hitting a dead end energetically, or Mm -hmm. you're trying to be someone that you're not, or you're comparing yourself against other people, I feel like that's the first step is just coming back to yourself and saying, what really lights me up? What am I very naturally gifted at? Where do I feel the name of my podcast is called the current, but it's like the current, where do I feel this current behind me as I'm, as I'm doing things? Like I can feel you in flow as you're interviewing me right now. Like you're in your element as you're interviewing. And there's something that like, it's so natural for you. If other people really struggle to speak, like maybe podcasting isn't for you. You know what I mean? True. And they still have them. <laughs> no, I've decided. It's, like kind of it's true, so but... true. It's so true. They do. And you can feel like that forceness. Yeah, you know that I mean? is true. Yeah. Think you okay. just want to be around people who are not forcing, they're just flowing. And anyway, that's kind of a diatribe, but I guess back to your question, uh, the specific areas of human design that I'm looking at when we're bringing people back into their purpose is their top four gifts. So you hear, if, if you're familiar with human design and I already introduced myself as a projector, that's one of the five energy types. And I'm a four, six, which is my profile. You'll have two numbers in it. And I'm a splenic decision maker, which means I'm intuitive decision uh, decision-making. So those are all the facets that you usually hear about, about human design, but I find the most incredible and impactful pieces that bring you back into your purpose are your top four gifts, which show you basically, what are you here to do? What are you here to lean into? And I don't know if it would help concretize it. If I brought up your top gift. Oh, right yes, now. please. I love that. Please <laughs> <Okay>. do. <laughs> So you were born right on the cancer Gemini cusp, which is a really, really beautiful energy, but you're kind of like a little bit of both of these energies Mm. and the energy that you were born under is called the gate of extremes. And it's this ability to love all of the diverse aspects of life. You love a flower as equally as one of your daughters, as equally as your partner, as equally as somebody that you, you find something to love in everyone. And when you're really aligned with your purpose, you'll find like you're able to awaken that love for themselves within people. And that honestly feels so related to what you were saying before that you're like, I just want people to know how good it can be, Mm -hmm. how much they can love themselves. And, um, the gate of extremes is just this ability to, uh, know that every person has a different lifestyle and to kind of have loving compassion for all the different ways that people live their lives. Have you felt this within yourself before? Oh, definitely. And I, part of it too, is like, I'm so grateful to have grown up where I did, which was relatively isolated, small town, middle of middle of the Midwest, where the worldview was pretty small and it, what it did, it made me super hungry to see 
the larger world and to see people and see beliefs and orientations and all these things that like, frankly, I wasn't seeing in my little small town when I left and kind of never looked back. So totally, that makes so much sense. And so if you grew up in one way of living and your greatest gift is to love the diversity of life, you felt that within yourself from a very young age. Totally. Oh, I always felt a little bit weird too. Like, uh, I, I think different, like, I think a lot of us that, that end up on this spiritual path at early ages were like, I'm a little bit weird (laughs) of mass. I was like, Oh, here we go. It's going to be wild, but yeah, totally. Yes. And, and feeling like, why am I more open-minded maybe than the community that I grew up in? Mm -hmm. Because this is getting into more nuance, but you have both of your mind centers open or undefined in human design, meaning you're quite literally designed to be open-minded and open to Hmm. the possibilities and open to all different ideologies. And this is what you draw from as a podcaster is that you're able to kind of open your mind to everything that everyone has to say, but you're the ultimate arbiter and evaluator of which ideas have the most merit. True. Beautiful. Oh, you're so articulate at putting this into, yeah, I mean, just into words because sometimes, I mean, looking at that chart, that human design chart, I'm like, oh, what? (laughs) I know. And that's why I feel so passionately about it because I've received so much and it's in my chart. I have one of the channels of like structuring thoughts and ideas so that people can understand really complex systems in a very direct way, which is hilarious that you just said that. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take this, this gate of extremes and this ability to love, to just love and love diversity and be accepting of diversity and bring other people into alternative and more holistic ways of living. Right. And you translate it through what's called the gate of the behavior of the self. And it's a mouthful, but basically you have this innate power within you to love your life and to awaken people to how, basically how good it can be. Like, this is what it means, what it feels like to wake up and love everything in your life. Love what you wear, love your body, love the skin that you're in, love the place that you live, love your kids. Like it's this love of life that you turn on within yourself and thus you pass the torch to others. Oh, goosebumps. I'm like, I just like, it's making me a little bit emotional when you say yes. that, because this is like sort of a funny side note, but my, I, when I had Twitter, I think it's still out there somewhere. All it says on this like little bio is I love life. <laughs> we're talking wellness. We're talking simplicity. We're talking living in a way that feels good. And I can speak from experience when I say that when I'm feeling my best, I can actually enjoy this amazing life. But the truth is sometimes it takes a little bit of work to get there. So over the last several years, I've been working with the Minneapolis Integrative Medicine Center. And seriously, y'all, they have changed my life. I'd forgotten what it felt like to really feel good. Some things that have changed since I started working with them is that my skin cleared up. I was sleeping better. I have more energy. My brain frog has gone away. And most importantly, my digestion has really gotten back on track. What I love about integrative medicine is that you can actually sit down and spend significant time with your doctor to talk through their struggles and you know they really listen. My friends and you know other listeners of the show and people that have seen Minneapolis Integrative Medicine Center team from everything from hormonal imbalances to acne, anxiety, adrenal fatigue, and even stress and burnout are really noticing a difference. 
this team can help. And here's the best part. You can work with them virtually. If you have a really busy schedule or you simply are not anywhere near the Twin Cities, they've got you covered. Having personally worked with Dr. Cassie and Dr. Danielle and their whole team, I just cannot recommend Minneapolis Integrative Medicine Center enough. So listen up, Yoga Magic listeners. You will receive $50 off their new patient appointment with the code YOGAMAGIC through June 30th, 2022. To schedule an appointment, check out the link in the show notes and make sure to enter Yoga Magic into the referral code section to get $50 off your new patient appointment. And this is an amazing deal, a great way to start 2022. One more time, use the referral code YOGAMAGIC when you book a new patient appointment with Minneapolis Integrative Medicine Center. I think too, something that what you're describing and why I think these tools are so helpful is that we can see pretty quickly when we're not aligned. And so I've had, I've talked, I talk about this very openly on the show. So we had a miscarriage about almost, yeah, like six, six months ago and went into a little bit of a depression. And I'm not somebody who's ever experienced that ever. Like I'm so happy about everything, or I guess happy is not the word, but joyful. And so that was the first time where I'm like, oh, this is what this feels like. This is, this is good for me to experience, to understand what, you know, what other people feel and, and also put some of these tools to the test. How can I get back into alignment into that? Like, I love to wake up every single day. What does that feel like? So I'm just like, I'm just geeking out over the idea. Thanks for sharing that. That's so cool. And that's just two of the top four gifts. Like I know (laughs) what's so cool is that every single one of your top gifts is related to love in some facet. So your life path is all about divine love. And I love that you got emotional when you think about it, because it, it sounds simple at face value, but it's actually what life is all about. And you can bring people back into these tools. And I, I'm so grateful that you shared your experience having a miscarriage that's so recently and, um, how difficult that was for you and how much compassion and empathy that, that it feels like that bred within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You uh, ready for the last Yeah, one? I'm like, give me the other ones. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> okay. So love of diversity, being able to really accept all different dimensions of life and all different ways that people choose to lead it through your love of life and really awakening people to how much they can love their life. And it comes so naturally through you. You're kind of like this, the pulse of love of life. You have zest for life is what I will say Ooh, about yes. your energy. Mm. Those are your conscious gifts. So you recognize that you are that way. Your unconscious gifts might take me pointing out, pointing them out about you for you to recognize. So the first one is called the gate of innocence or the gate of the spirit of the self, which again is another mouthful, but this is kind of a badass energy. There's a little edge to it. It's basically like when you know that there's something that you want, or you know that there's something that your kids want, or there's like purity or innocence that you feel within yourself and what you want or what others want you have the ability to fight for it kind of Mm. like a spiritual warrior. And I always get the visual of like, do you remember that game fruit ninja where the fruits would come up and you'd like slice them. (laughs) You have this ability within you, like this, like a little bit of fire, a little bit of fervor where it's like, I know that this is correct. Perhaps you felt this when you were starting your business and everyone in your life was like, you're going to do what, but there was this purity of your intention that you were willing to fight for. Does that, do you feel that within yourself? 
Yeah. 100. And I'm drawing it to the chart. I'm, I'm an Aries rising. So I'm Mars ruled Mars this is, is an Aries energy. Mm-hmm. So you feel that you, and, and like you said, it, it does feel relative. I've only recently really connected with Mars with that, like that motivation and fire and sometimes anger and like, not, not violence, but like, like fighting for something that you want passion. So yeah, that totally lands. Yes. So there's this love, but it's like, don't cross me when I'm in my love and you can help people know how they can set the appropriate boundaries so that they can fight for what they want in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And this creates one of your channels in, in your chart, which is basically the ability to be first at something to go where no one has gone before, especially in your family line. Like there's this like I get the visual of a pole vaulter a little bit, like you kind of, this energy allows you to soar to new heights. It's Mm -hmm. likely part of your ambitious energy that you can dig into. It's like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to show you what I can do in this life. So that is, uh, your unconscious sun sign, which your unconscious sun is in Aries. So you feel this energy within you Mm -hmm. and you channel this energy through gate 46, which is called the gate of pushing upward or the gate of the determination of the self, which feels very related, but it's a little bit different. I call it sometimes the gate of serendipity. You have this ability to, when you're really connected to your body, when you're really alive in your own skin, and when you're teaching yoga, when you're teaching somatic practices and helping others get into their body, you feel like you're always in the right place at the right time. Like if you love your physical body, There's this energy that emanates from you that just draws luck and opportunity your way. And it's things that can't fully be explained. And again, this is unconscious. So I I wonder if you've recognized this within yourself of just kind of being on vacation or being in a a moment of presence and you get a free uh, entree served to you or something happens where you're just like, I don't really know how I would teach anyone else to do this other than I was so present that day and things just happened for me. (sighs) These, I've, no one's ever explained this to me before. I love it. This just really, I hadn't really thought about that, but now that you say it part, I mean, when, when I'm pregnant, I'm very in touch with my body, obviously, like you kind of have to be. And I always feel like I'm having a spiritual growth each time, each experience. And like, it's making me that much more magnetic in a way mm, it brings yes. abundance So I like, yeah, good timing. It totally feels like Yes. And that's why people with your life path, your top four gifts usually teach yoga. Like I was giggling when we first stopped on, stepped on the call because it's like you connect with your body and you want to teach others this way. And this brings us all the way back to, we are souls having a human experience our bodies, it's almost like we're riding a horse, our souls. It's like our bodies are a separate entity and you have this ability to very naturally communicate with your body and ask it, what do you need? How do you need to be stretched? How are you asking to be fed and nourished? And you just want to help others feel as alive as you do in your body. Mm-hmm. Does that resonate with you? A hundred percent. Yes. That's beautiful. Ugh. Yeah. So that I, I, the gifts, I love that. And, and using that to pursue your dreams, right. To, to go after those soul contracts, you know, you talked when we were corresponding prior to this, a little bit about like the journaling practice and being able to do some of this self-study work. Can you give the listeners some specific, some granular examples of like 
getting in touch with their soul, you know, maybe they do a reading and they learn their gifts. Can they go in and start to put this into action through journaling, through like everyday self-care? Yes, because we're talking at this esoteric level and I can feel people want grounding tactical practices. Like how can I actually work with this? And the practice that changed my life is very simple. I would sit down to journal every morning and I would ask, what does my spirit want me to know today? And I would just free flow journal and building a habit takes time. So start, if you're not a journaler, start with one sentence a day. Like you can make time for one sentence and it's a muscle that needs to be built. And sometimes you're going to start journaling and you're going to start like venting about something. And you know that that's like your smaller self talking, but then you'll feel when wisdom that you need to hear comes through. Like I remember when I first started doing this a few years ago, I was really nagging my partner a lot. I was at the stage of our relationship where I thought that I could change him. And I was like trying to get him to become more like me. And I've recognized now you cannot change your partner. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time I did not know that. And so I started journaling, like, what does my spirit want me to know today? And I was expecting to get some like cataclysmic spiritual wisdom. And it was like, stop nagging Scott. Like, leave him alone, (laughs) like work on your own shit. And I was like, oh, like, okay, soul, like, okay, higher self. And so it's like, you'll be surprised at the level of wisdom that you can access within yourself. And so many of us are seeking, looking for teachers and gurus and people that can give us the answer, not knowing that if we just turn down the volume on everything else and get quiet and still for five minutes every morning, the answers are always right here. So that practice over a couple of years changed my life. It, I quit my job and you don't have to quit your job in order to do that. That's the typical narrative for me. I did. And I switched into graduate school and I'm now teaching human design, even though it still scares me. Like the fact that <laughs> like I am teaching the system that can't fully be explained. And yet every <laughs> yeah. time I sit down to journal, it's like, stay humble. Like, it doesn't matter if this doesn't make sense. It is so profound. I've done over 400 readings now for many skeptics as well. A lot of guy friends that I have in my life are like, I'm just doing this to poke holes in it. And everyone leaves with like a level of remembrance, Mm. even if it's not concretized. It's like, yes, I've always felt this within myself and I can just lean into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the journaling practices, like it's funny, the stuff that comes out, like you said, sometimes when I do that, or I just get in touch with my higher self or my spirit guides, I'm always, they're like funny. They say things that I'm just like, okay. Like most of the time it's stop taking yourself so seriously, actually, like just calm down. You're a little bit much I'm like, yeah, I'm an Aries yeah, rising. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know they, they do have a good sense of humor mm-hmm. and it's, it's funny when you're pulling a tarot card and you pull this card and you're like, okay, I get it. Like, I got to sit down, like <laughs> calm down. <laughs> I do that too. I like the, so if it's not journaling, I sometimes I'll just like ask that same question of like, what does my spirit want me to know today? Like, what do I need to know? And I'll draw a card and just in, interpret it in that way too. Um, Cause there's a lot of ways you can connect. What I'm curious, what are some things that you do to take care of yourself? Like you have all this information and you're clearly busy and you're working with people energetically. What are your self-care practices? Mm. They change. And again, as I'm in relationship with my body more and more, it's asking my body and showing up every morning and saying like, what do you need? 
Um, I'm in graduate school, as I mentioned, and conversations get really heated. There's a lot of conversation about social justice happening, rightfully so, and I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for it. But there's so much sticky energy, especially as I'm working with people and their emotional stuff. Um, I take a lot of showers. I take two showers a day and my showers are like my sacred place. And even when I wash my hands, like the, like I'm very intentional about water and sort of like envisioning energy coming off my hands. Mm. Um, I do a lot of singing. I've been told that singing is the way that I like move energy through my system. And we all sing. And many of us have singing wounds. Like singing is such a human right. And yet many people are like, I'm not a good singer. I'm not the best singer. So I don't sing. And I feel like it's such a tragedy. And when I sing, I just like, I just belt and I move energy through my system. And I find that that's the most cathartic thing for me. I also, one of the most incredible practices, which is related to journaling. If you're having difficulty finding wisdom in your journaling practices, it's likely that you just need to listen to your smaller self, your human self. And I call it brain dumping or brain draining and just write for like three pages about all the things that are bothering you, all the worries, all the inner critic stuff. And when you've gotten all of that out of your head and onto paper, I find that that's a really clearing ritual for me as well. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me of the artist's way and just doing morning pages and, and just getting it out, giving yourself that container just to dump. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. Said. And that's where I learned about it from. The mm-hmm. Artist's Way is such an incredible book. Mm-hmm. I always recommend that. That's beautiful. Singing is so great too. I love that. You're the first person that said that, that you, I guess that's not true. We've had somebody who is like a professional singer. Um, right. And that's, and those are the people that sing and it makes yeah. me so sad. It's like all of us can sing, like just sing in the car and feel your energy shift when you just belt it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. feels so good. Totally. Oh my gosh. Nadia, I'm just like, I'm almost without, well, that's not true with that word. I'm just, I'm really excited. It's funny. Cause I do put on my manifestation list. I love getting read. I just like, if there's a, a bonus to doing this work, it's when people are able to do this for me and I can be the Guinea pig. So thanks for, for doing that, for diving into my chart. And I hope that listeners take you up on this. If they want to do a reading, um, can you just talk kind of about what services and like what readings look like for you? Absolutely. And I also want to say, Ashley, it was so fun to do a mini reading, but I could talk about anyone's chart for eight hours. And it's because human design draws from Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the book of changes, which is one of the oldest books on the planet. And that's where the gates come from the Hindu chakra system, the wheels of energy, And then uh, finally, the Jewish Kabbalah tree of life. So that's why there's so much in human design and why it can be, to your earlier point, kind of overwhelming when you look up your chart. And that's why I find it so helpful to get a reading just so that somebody else can synthesize. What am I looking at? How can I read this? How can I interpret this? I would suggest getting a few readings if you can, though they can get a little bit expensive. So the way that my readings work, they're 90 minutes. We do a deep dive into your energy. I put together a 25 page document that unpacks all of the really important facets of your chart, including what we just talked about. And, um, yeah, we just dive in together. And I think that the magic that I bring as a splenic projector is that I just feel intuitively mm-hmm. like the chart starts to speak to me, which sounds really wild, but it's like, of all the things we're here to cover, like here's really where they're coming to you today. 
And that is just really cool. And then I'm actually launching my first human design training program in Mm. spring of this year, which is really wild. I'm very excited. My collaborator, Sam, and I are launching it. It's going to be a 12 week deep dive. And uh, the price is going to be about $2,000. And we're going to have two scholarship seats, one for somebody identifying as BIPOC and another for somebody based on ability to pay. So Mm. that basically the intention is for anybody who's a healer or working in the healing arts, and they want to add human design as a, as a layer, because it's so powerful to help people really know once they've worked on all the gunk, it's like, people are like, what do I do now? And human design is the perfect system to say, here are your gifts, like go forth. Um, And so we're really hoping to work with people that want to learn how to read a chart and want to basically share human design with the people that they're working with. That's so needed, especially like you said, for those that do the healing work and I'm excited for you. That's, that's going to be a great program. I hope that a lot of people join because I, I do think, I mean, the astrology of this year, Jupiter and Pisces soon to be conjunct Neptune. Like it's going to be a wild couple of years in terms of spirituality. People are here for it. And, and they're coming it may, online to it. They are, they're coming on and they're excited and they're, they're unashamed to talk about some of the stuff that I think we were maybe a little, it felt so woo. It's very, you know, it's, it's an Aquarian age. Here we are. It's exciting. It totally is. And I'm proud of you for holding down the fort in the Midwest. I have to say, <laughs> whenever you. I go back to the Midwest, my parents are like, you're into what? <laughs> and so I'm just really impressed that you're creating that level of uh, awareness where you are. So, I mean, it's a lot of, there's a lot of really good humans that enough that like, I don't, I don't want to say like, we're, if you live in the Midwest, that like you're different than those people that live on the coast somehow, but it's, there's just a different way of life. And I I'm really excited to like be a part of it in a way, like we get to come together. I, you know, I'm in Minneapolis, so it's, it's an interesting place to be. I mean, after the murder of George Floyd, things changed and, and we had to start waking up and I just, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting space to be. And I'm got my feet in the snow over here. That's for sure. (laughs) And I would venture to say that at some level, your soul knows that you're not here to move to a coast right now. Yeah. Like your soul knows that you were meant to be holding down the fort in Minneapolis, which Mm -hmm. like, that's an indescribable thing. Like it's indescribable why I felt called to San Francisco. I'm based in the Bay area. It's indescribable why you feel called to stay, but your soul, there's like this inner knowing. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, Nadia, this was so much fun. I'm so grateful that we were connected and I hope people learn more about you. Can you just share um, where they can do that? Totally. So I share about the gates every six days as the sun moves into a different gate on my Instagram. You can follow me at Nadia last underscore at Nadia last was taken. And my my website is www.nadialast.com. And my last name is last for anyone wondering. It's kind of wild. Um, Yeah. And then your podcast, what's that called? Oh, of course, my podcast. So my podcast is called The Current. And it's basically just unpacking threads of collective consciousness. Um, It came to me in a dream, which is really cool. Cool. And I talk about psychedelic work. I talk about inner child work. I talk about um, therapeutic practices, dreams, human design. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, you can check it out on wherever you listen to podcasts. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Ashley. It was amazing to meet you. 
Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Thanks to Nadia for sharing your amazing insight today. Learn more about Nadia on Instagram at NadiaLast underscore, and you can follow us at Yoga Magic Podcast. We'll see you next week. 